0: Now, I want you to ask your neighbor next to you a very important question and tell them they better not lie. <laughs> ask them, are you all in? But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part, and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why have Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost, and to keep back part of the price of the land? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came on all of them that heard these things. And the young men rose; the young men arose, wound him up, and carried him out. And him. And it was about the space of three hours after, when his wife not knowing what was done, here she come. And Peter answered unto her, tell me whether ye sold the land for so much? And she said, yeah, that's right. I sold it for that. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at thy door, and shall carry thee out. Then she fell down, and straightway at his feet, and yielded up the ghost, and found dead, and carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. Now I'm gonna ask you again. Are you all in? Hello everybody, I'm excited to have the opportunity to share the word of the Lord with you. I'm excited about this message. It revolutionized our church. We got happy, we created songs, we danced, we shouted, we ran. But most importantly, we recommitted ourselves and rededicated ourselves to being fully engaged and present in the moment. We're going to the book of Acts chapter 5, verse 1 through 10. And the message is, are you all in? Let's go to the word of God. The reason the text is hard to explain because they lied. God killed them. Okay. would kind of scare you? Times should be real good this Sunday. Uh, uh, it kind of scare you, you know. I, I don't mind God rebuking me. You know, convicting me chastising me. You can even spank me. But this killing thing, a brother don't make a comeback from a killer. You can't repent or nothing, you just dead. Dead and they carried him out. He died and here come his woman right behind him. Three hours later to be exact, telling the same lie, keeping the story straight and and the same men that were hidden in the back came and got hurt too. The reason this text is tough is because they lied about what the apostles were trying to build, but what the apostles was trying to build was something that God didn't want. So why does God kill them for not being committed to something? that he didn't even want. Because, because you see, if that was what God wanted, if that was the purpose of God for the church, for us to be neutralized, and have all things in common, sweetheart, that's communism. That plan will be tried over and over again and failed. What we are looking at is the apostles struggling to find who they are in the kingdom. They're, they're, they're struggling because when God gives you an opportunity, the opportunity is often tainted by your history. <laughs> work with me right now. Their history is tied up in tangible expressions of God. Feast of weeks and feast of unleavened bread and things they could touch in the promised land was physical and we possessed the land. And so they really wanted Jesus to set up a kingdom on earth. He didn't set up a kingdom on earth. Now they're in leadership. Since Jesus said greater works than these shall you do, maybe we should finish what he started. So we're gonna rise up in spite of us being oppressed by Rome, we're still gonna rise up and set up this kingdom, not knowing that the kingdom was not meat and drink, but joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. That the greater works weren't tangible things, but they came from a tangible religion that expressed itself through tangible artifacts. And now God is graduating them into a spiritual economy. And when he takes them up into a spiritual dimension, their understanding is still for physicalities, and and they're trying to set up this kingdom because after all, uh, hadn't John the Baptist said, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand? And aren't we tired of being oppressed by the Romans? Isn't it time for us to rise up and take over? Maybe we should finish what Jesus started. We need to pull things together. And so they were trying to... The disciples were hungry for a tangible expression of of, of faith. I want something I can see. I want to build something. But here's the other problem. When Jesus was alive, there were a group of women that supported him. Okay. But Jesus is now dead. And people support who they believe in. There is no guarantee that the people who supported Jesus will support them. So there's an economic factor here. And here's something I want you to see. Can I go a little deeper with this? Here's something I want you to see. Before, when God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, he also brought them out with an economic strategy. He had them to borrow all the gold and the silver from the Egyptians... And so when they went through the Red Sea, the reason Pharaoh was chasing them, he wanted that gold back. (laughs) He could get some more slaves, but the problem was the slaves, the slaves got the money. And they had so much money that later, when Moses got ready to build uh, the, the tabernacle in the wilderness and to make the golden artifacts, he had to stop them from giving they had so much of that egyptian gold and the tabernacle was made out of the gold of the egyptians Woo! you didn't hear that the tabernacle was made out of the gold of the egyptians here is where we first begin to understand that the wealth of the unjust is laid up for the just i'm gonna say it again the tabernacle was made out of the gold of the egyptians God had an economic system to start the first kingdom. Now, all he had to do was set up bylaws, Ten Commandments, judgments, and ceremonial washings, cleansings, and they begin to understand that they were not just a family, that they came out of Egypt, a nation. Okay? So now in the New Testament, This is happening again. We have been called out of darkness. We have been called out of sin. We have been called into the marvelous light. But the difference is our Moses has gone and left the reins in the hands of the disciples. And suddenly they recognize they have a kingdom to set up and no gold. So! seemed good to them that now is a good time to set up this system of uh, this what I call a, a Hager moment whereby they, they, the Hager is a moment when it doesn't look like God did everything he was supposed to do and you have to come up with a backup plan to cover for God because you've gone so long without a baby that maybe he meant for my nurse to have the baby. That's a Hager moment when men try to cover for God. So they come up with this Hager moment of an idea and they say, we're gonna make this work and we're gonna do this thing because we gotta have some kind of economy and and they're still struggling to understand because they're trying to build something but they don't even really know what they're doing. It was not Jesus' plan that you would take all you have, lose all of your individual wealth and uniqueness and turn it all over to the church. That was never his plan. His plan was seek ye first the kingdom of God in all its righteousness, and then all these things shall be, come on, go with me, add it, add it, somebody say, add it unto you. So God is saying, if you seek the kingdom first, it's not that I'm not going to bless you. I just want you to know, I want you to express that I am a priority. Once you seek me, I'm gonna seek your vision. If you underwrite what I'm doing, I'll underwrite what you're doing. If you've got my back, I've got your back. If you try to bless me, I'll try to bless you. I just want you to go first, but not only. It's just amazing to see women of every color, every country. There's so many countries here coming together, and their one purpose is just to get closer to God. When you think about all you went through, some of you don't understand why you need to shine. Watching other women come on stage and talk about the pain, to know that it's common, that it's not something that is uniquely hers. He is no respecter of persons. And what God does for one, He will do for another. I came with a friend and a cousin and left with many sisters. Let God dig up stuff in your spirit that you never thought was there. This is my moment. My opportunity. I will, as long as I have breath in my body, attend Woman, Thou A thousand women, touch and agree, concerning anything, his answer will be yes! The Bible says, they took part. They took part. They took a part and they hid apart. They said, we can do this with a part of us and not all of us. We can be partially in and get by and God killed them. Cause you can't give God part and expect all. Drummer, give me some. You know why? You know why he can play the drums like that? Himself to the drums, and the drums gave itself back to him. When the Bible says, give, and it shall be given back to you again, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, run it over. Whatever you give yourself to, that will give back to you. You gave yourself to medicine, medicine gave itself to you. If you had not given yourself to medicine, medicine would not have given that career to you. You know, I'm bootleg physician. You know I am. I'm always, she gotta straighten out everything behind me. I'm a bootleg physician. And I get paid like a bootleg physician. They just say thank you. She gets paid on a whole nother level. Right, 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 yeah. She get paid a lot more for her medical advice than I do for mine. I can't reap her harvest with my investment. And be talking about God is not fair. Yes, he is fair. That's what the problem is. (laughs) You can't get to congregate with the committed while you are taking part. You give part of yourself to your marriage Your marriage will give part of itself to you. You give part of yourself to the kids, the kids will give part of themselves to you. You give part of yourself to your ministry, the ministry will give part of itself to you. The truth of the matter is, have you ever been all in? Have you ever been talent, heart, sweat, energy, all in? Or have you always given part? Your harvest looks like your seed, baby. The Bible says, if you sow sparingly, you shall reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you shall reap bountifully. Now, this is why you want titles, because titles are the spirit of Ananias and Sapphira. I want the title, but I don't want the work. (laughs) Give me your ministry. Don't give me your misery. (laughs) Give me your strategy. Don't give me your struggle. Ananias and Sapphira, everything you could have been will die if you're not all in. Everything you could have been Wonder who they could have been. They are only in the scriptures to us as a warning. They give us no revelation. They give us no consecration. They make no contribution to our theological understanding of God, except they warn us of what happens when you are not all in. That is the truth. That is the reality. And that is the problem. They hid what they should have given. They saved some for themselves. Some people have never given all of themselves to anything. Not to your own relationship. You hold something back in case you get hurt. I'm going to love you, but I'm only going to love you a little bit because I'm going to save some for me. In fact, it's worse than that today. They keep all of it for them. And anybody else comes after you because you're selfish. And as long as you are selfish, you will never be successful. You will never be successful. Because they considered self, their future died. Because, and this is what Peter tells them, wasn't it yours before? Wasn't it yours when you sold it? He says, you got to take your past and throw it at your future. Jesus. When Bishop Dale Bronner said that I draw my strength from my West Virginia days, I almost did a cartwheel and a yes, somersaults. Yes, yes, yes. Whenever I'm in a fight, I don't fight the enemy from my mega church self. Yeah. Yeah. I fight him from my storefront chicken frying yeah. self. Yeah. I tell him, you don't know who you're fooling with. <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know me like that. You don't know me like that. Don't let this stuff fool you. All all this increase, don't let it fool you. Strip down, I'll throw a skillet and hit you in the head. I'm all in! Somebody holler, I'm all in! Whatever it takes to get this miracle, whatever it takes to be free, whatever it takes to be whole, whatever it takes to unlock my destiny, somebody holler, I'm all in! When you said that, hell got nervous. When you said that, demons began to tremble. When you said that, all your haters had to fall back. Because whenever you're all in, your latter day will always be greater than your former day. Whenever you're all in, you're acting like Jesus. When Jesus got on the cross, he said, I'm all in. If you're really gonna follow me, pick up your cross. Because the only way to follow me is to be all in. And if you suffer with me, you're going to reign with me. If you're all in, you'll never be left out. So the devil wants to keep you giving part of yourself, part of your energy, because you got to save something for you, don't you? If you don't go all in, if you keep hiding part of yourself from your future, sometimes you hide it because you don't think it's good enough. Sometimes you hide it because you don't feel worthy. Sometimes you don't hide it because you're greedy and sometimes you hide it because you don't want to be hurt. But as long as you keep dodging bullets more than answering your call, you will kill your dream and destroy your future. And God said the same way you hid your treasure, he has hidden the men that will carry you out. If Ananias would have seen those men, he'd have got his story straight. But he had hidden treasure and God had hidden pallbearers And the same men that carried Ananias out was waiting behind the door for his wife. Because the principle, it costs just as much, sister. You don't get a deduction for being a woman. I'm gonna say it again, you do not get a deduction for being a woman. It costs what it costs. If a man has to be crucified, get your cross, get your nails, and get ready. So stop trying to find some soft place, some little girly place, some little 50% off sale for your destiny. If you're gonna build that ministry, except if you're gonna build that ministry, if you're gonna build that business, if you're gonna launch that career, you don't get a deduction for being a girl. The same principles apply. If you don't throw all of yourself, you're gonna die too. Because it costs what it costs. Fight for it. Crawl for it. Cry for it. War for it. Plead the blood for it. It costs everything to do the thing that God has called you to do. But I guarantee you that you will never out give God. Whatever you give God of you, God will give him to you. I've got to stop there, but it's been a real joy to share the word of the Lord with you today. I want to challenge you to make up your mind right now to be all in. Whatever God is calling you to do, do it with all you've got. Whatever he's calling you from, stop it, leave it alone. Throw it in the trash right now, whatever it takes. Make a radical commitment to God and watch God respond with radical grace and blessings towards you. Speaking of radical commitments, we wanna take a moment and thank our Global Partner System members because of your partnership lives are being changed all around the world. You should hear the testimonies. If you have not done so already, I would love it if you become a partner with me. We pray together. We pray one for another. We strengthen one another. We send notes of encouragement to each other. And I just believe that God will bless you in a very special way because you're all in. You're not just an observer. You're really all in. All you got to do is simply text the letters GPS to the numbers 28950 or visit our website at tdjpartners.org. We can't wait to connect with you. Take care. You can do all things through Christ if you only believe. Whatever you've been saying about they might really be you. You'll never get anybody to believe in you till you believe in yourself. Your they might be you in disguise. For your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive Bishop Jake's life-affirming series, Believe, on four DVDs. People who walk in their blessings are not jealous of people who walk in their blessings. The only people who get jealous are people who can't walk. And when your gift is $100 or more, we will add the IM two-part DVD series, the IM poster, and Bishop Jake's eye-opening book, Identity. Everything you think you gave up, I'm gonna give it back to you. You won't have to make it without anything that you lost. Expect the best for yourself believe. If in Canada, visit us online or call to order your digital downloads today. I'm excited because I see women today shattering ceilings, going into new areas, but often they're going in with education, but education is totally different from mentoring. A masterclass sets you in the room with the woman who did it before you. It sets you in the room with trailblazers. It lets you see how they think. It's one thing to tweak what I said, but it's another thing to understand why I said it. And the greatest thing that a person can give you is not the what, but the why. Women today are faced with opportunities a door has flung open in the heavenlies that has allowed them to do things that historically they've never been able to do before. But without masterclasses and mentoring and training, your gift will carry you where your training will not allow you to stay.